Welcome to this episode of Indian Football Podcast. My name is Gaurav Kapoor and today we are going to talk about a scenario where a group of companies are owning a lot of clubs across the world whether the move is good or bad and how have Mumbai City FC actually benefited from such a move. To know more about this one, let's jump into the story together. The this one is a hot topic currently uh, in world football because of one single club Manchester United That is because Manchester United are up for sale and currently the front runners to actually close the deal with the Glazers are two bidding parties one Sir Jim Ratcliffe and Ineos. The other one is Sheikh Jassim bin Hamid Al Thani. Now, Sir Jim Ratcliffe and Ineos are the owner of Nice and Lucerne Sport from Switzerland. And Sheikh Jassim bin Hamid Al Thani is the son of former Prime Minister of Qatar. and given that paris saint germain are currently owned by qatar sports investment and also has stakes in braga this sort of multiple club ownership scenario and discussion is very prominent currently in um, among a lot of journalists as per the article 5.01 of the champions league regulations if a particular if two particular clubs are owned by the same group of people they cannot play against each other in either champions league or europa league yes you are right you heard it right <laughs> and as per current rules no matter who buys it uh, whether it's sir jim ratcliffe or it is sheikh jassim al thani manchester united could cannot play against psg or nice in champions league or europa league in the past now i think i mean if you are well aware about, about of the situation and how the red bull group is so prominent and i think they are the first ones who have shown that this model can work in back in 2008 uh, back in 2018 it was europa league and red bull salzburg and rb leipzig were facing such a situation very similar situation because they were drawn against each other in europa league and at that time the uefa was not having any such stringent rule or maybe even they were having but that did not stop from both these sides to play against each other and it was it was as it was as if two normal clubs are playing against each other okay now the real question among a lot of football fans you could be you could be a normal football fan you could be a neutral uh, fan uh you could not be a manchester fan as well but you would have a lot of knowledge as to how a lot of companies nowadays are investing heavily into football clubs 
you could see that in USA, you could see that in India, uh, you could see that in, in, in Europe, a lot of countries and a lot of top leagues and top clubs. So the real question that we are going to discuss today, both sides of the coin, is whether multi-club ownership is a good thing or a bad thing. And now, let's take a look at it. Now, first we're going to talk about in favor of multi-club. Okay. Everyone is aware about the success of City Football Group. Manchester City are at the top of the tree. Premier League champions for four of the past five seasons. But Melbourne City, men and women, New York City, Mumbai City and Yokohama F. Marinos have won league titles as part of this group. Whereas Girona, Troyes and Montevideo City Torque have won promotions as well. All of these clubs who are coming under the City Football Group have benefited from a shared network of players, coaches, scouts, as well as data, knowledge, infrastructure and strategy. If if you look at the broader, broader perspective, uh, if you are an Indian and you are aware of how Mumbai City FC, which is currently owned by City Football Group, they have also got such wonderful access to proper coaches, knowledge, and they have sort of updated themselves onto another level since being taken over by the City Football Group. And that happens because as a group, they believe in sharing a lot of knowledge among each other. And that is obviously fair to do. Now, let us look at the cons of it. If things continue in the same manner, in a few years, we will see a set of clubs coming together and that gives them a lot of benefits. Whereas the clubs which will be left out will be clearly out of depth. Now, let's take a scenario. For example, if Manchester United, Manchester City uh, now are, I mean, you know, these are owned by different, different groups, something like that. Now, you consider a club like Fulham, you consider a club like Brentford, you consider a club like Leicester City. Slowly and steadily, we might move to a stage where a lot of clubs will be forced to either join a, join a group of football clubs or be left alone uh, and manage things on their own with no expertise with probably no knowledge sharing, uh, no player exchanges in you know, you know different programs where different players come in, ex-players, legend players come into different camps and they try to coach the current players, the youth players, and they and a lot of clubs who will not be part of a certain group might be left alone. In a recent study, UEFA stated that no fewer than eighty-two of its top-tier clubs now have a cross-investment relationship with one or more than one club. What that meant is that 82 of its top-tier clubs have investors 
at multiple clubs. So consider you are an XYZ person. You could probably own 10% of, uh, you could own 10% of Bayern Munich or you could own 10% of Schalke. And you could also own this uh, another 5%, 10%, 20%, whatever the figure of Leicester City as well. Just an example. And they have found out that 82 of its top tier clubs have people who own a certain share in multiple clubs. And that is really getting scary. Most of the times when there is a partnership. Now, now, now let's take an example. Obviously, Mumbai City FC, the culture is still developing. Okay, We are at a stage in India where the culture, the, the fan supporters club, everything, the culture, we're building on it, right? I mean, there's still some time. We, can, we are not currently competing with anyone, uh, top Asian clubs, top Asian countries, I'm sorry, or, I mean, forget about Europe or South American or North American. We are not competing right now with them. We are at a different level and we agree that it's a process. Most of the times when there is a certain group owning multiple clubs, the smaller club always loses its identity. And you would also understand and realize that it's bound to happen. I mean, come on, it's bound to happen. If City Group has Manchester City and it has uh, Melbourne City, so obviously, they're going to give reference to uh, Manchester City, right? Come on, it's being coached by Pep Guardiola. And they've won so many trophies in English top Premier League, right? And it's not that they will treat a club like Mumbai City FC uh, at a different level, but that is for sure that their priority would be to take care of Manchester City first. I'm not trying to doubt the group or I'm not trying to doubt their commitment. They have actually shown that this model could work. But currently we are talking about if there is a South American club with a lot of history. And if they are if they join such a group, somewhere or the other, they might have to sacrifice something. Okay, and in this case, it could be the club's identity. Football clubs in such a scenario uh, has to be understood that there, there are a lot of sentiments involved in a club, even in, even at a club like Mumbai City FC or a Northeast United, uh, Mohan Pagan, East Bengal. So a lot of emotions are involved, right? And a lot of football groups might have to understand that football clubs are not pawns, okay? They are a socio-culture institutions which exist to represent and bring pride and joy to their communities. You know, whenever, whenever, a, whenever a team does good, that city comes together. You know, when Mumbai City did good and they won the ISL this year, it got the city together. And you know, that's how that's how it, it is always supposed to be, right? I mean, when when Manchester United won something, or for example, if Liverpool wins something. If, if Fulham wins something, if Borussia Dortmund wins something, it brings the city together. It brings that sort of uh, people who come more or less from the same culture together. And that is very important. And most of the times, if such a club become and ends up becoming a satellite club, 
they will somehow lose their identity in future if 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 the same thing continues in future we could see that football could be dominated by three or four rival networks who will you know i mean you know it's very easy to play it smart what any network okay any rival network what would they do they would own one club with a lot of history in every league one in bigger league and one that will end up sacrificing for the other two or the other three we all know at you know uh, i mean at the back of our mind that super league is not something that has been just uh, you know i mean has just been left under the under, under the carpet european super league is such a topic that time and again in future in coming months in coming years or not even coming years in coming months we are going to see a lot of push in terms of european super club uh, super league you remember that famous that infamous league where a lot of football football fans protested about it because that was basically just trying to feed into the popularity of top clubs and if football would be dominated by 3 to 4 rival networks uefa could become so weak that they might not be able to stop the super league from happening and it is bound to happen that these groups will push again for super league so when will the alarm bell actually start ringing for uefa then you would imagine right because so much is happening there are so many things happening around football in terms of ownership in terms of money involved in terms of financial fair play in terms of european super league so when is the alarm bell when is uefa going to decide that enough is enough but i think the best time to address that scenario was of of multi club ownership was 15 years ago the next best time is right now and if uefa does not take a strong stand against this we could just see in future the club football around the world being dominated by multiple rival group of companies who would only think of benefiting their supposed clubs and the clubs that will be left out are invariably going to suffer a lot thank you for joining in today stay tuned for more please share it with your friends whoever follows football we are trying to cover a lot of topics of a lot of clubs and please don't forget to like subscribe share among your friends and please do rate us uh, we would we would we would be very happy to see your wonderful ratings thank you so much see you soon we'll be back again with one more one more episode thank you so much